making this transition back into stillness and quiet. Checking in with the body to see what the quality is there. As we're still How do we experience the dimension of mass in the body? Areas of heaviness, general sense of heaviness, maybe areas of lightness or a general sense of lightness. How do we experience the dimension of temperature in the body? Areas of heat, coolness, neutral temperature. a certain temperature within the body, maybe a different temperature on the surface of the body. And how do we experience the dimension of movement Sensations of stretching, relaxing, pulsing, vibrating. There are areas that are still, perhaps with some sense of tension, pressure. And also remembering to check in with the attitude of the mind towards sitting. Do we like it or do we not like it? Or are we neutral about it? It's not a deep investigation in an analytical sense. Just taking a snapshot of the quality of the mind in relation to the experience. Maybe strong, maybe more subtle. And 
we might want to take a moment this morning to reflect on our practice story. What is the story that we've been writing about our time here? It's going well, it's not going well, it's been easy, it's been difficult, I'm good at it, I'm not good at it. If we're honest with ourselves, what are those beliefs? And can we get some sense of their emptiness? They're based on things that have actually happened, things we've actually experienced. But they're bound to be incomplete, if nothing else, based on just a particular aspect or some particular aspects of our experience, driven probably in large part by our prior conditioning, how we're used to thinking about ourselves and our lives. We don't have to keep that story, either good or bad. but just let reality tell us the truth of the moment. This is what we can be sure of, what we can be confident about, is how it is right now. We might want to set an intention here as we begin the sitting to be open to the good in our experience, to be open to receiving those aspects of what's happening in the present moment that are genuinely wholesome. Recognizing that there will inevitably be wholesome moments in the course of the meditation period no matter how difficult it is, no matter how unpleasant it is, no matter how boring it is, no matter how pleasant it is, there will be moments of wholesomeness when good qualities are being cultivated. to the extent that we can recognize those qualities, we nurture them. We help them to become new conditioning in the mind, to recondition the mind. So can we be open to those as well? Recognizing that any moment that we're not lost in thought any moment that we're aware of anything that's happening 
there's already wholesomeness in the mind. Just that sense of presence. The experience that we're aware of doesn't have to be anything impressive or noteworthy for that wholesomeness to be operating. Usually what we're aware of is very simple, very ordinary, but the remembering to be with it and to stay with it is very wholesome. Any time that we mobilize our effort, skillful effort, to keep remembering to connect, to investigate and explore what's happening. Any time that we're making an effort with sincere intention to learn, to open, even if it feels like that effort and intention is not bearing fruit. Just the arousing of that energy with sincerity is already a wholesome state. Again, regardless of how we feel in the moment or what we feel in the moment. And then we may notice other wholesome states coming into the mind in a quiet way a little bit of a sense of delight in the stillness, in the quiet, in having these precious moments to be fully alive. We might notice a sense of calm coming into the mind. Maybe not complete deep tranquility, but some sense of settledness, of being able to relax into the moment. Again, whether or not it's pleasant or unpleasant, whether or not it's easy or difficult, We may have those moments when we see that the mind is really connecting, really touching experience in an intimate way, sinking into the experience, feeling that sense of concentration on the present moment, whether it's pleasant or unpleasant easy or difficult, when we feel that sense of contact and collectedness with experience, this is a sign that there's wholesomeness in the mind. And it's also important to honor the equanimity that we've been cultivating while we've been here. To see how the mind at times is just maybe a little bit less pushed and pulled, a little less batted about by what arises in the body 
or in the mind, that there's this sense of being able to just stay present in the face of the good and the bad, what we like, what we don't like. Just that ability to meet the whole range of what arises in our experience. Again, this is a sign of wholesomeness growing in the mind. So can we take all of this in along with the things that are difficult?
tomorrow <clears throat> tomorrow afternoon, so Saturday afternoon, we'll be offering a uh, lengthy Q&A session for all of your questions about taking the practice home. That's something that we want to explore in detail with and give you a chance to, to get out any you know questions that you might have in your mind around that. Um, so there'll be a lot of time to deal with that tomorrow afternoon. Uh, but today is another full day of practice. <laughs> So do you have any questions about uh, other things besides that this morning? Yeah. When the mind is uh, observing an object, and uh, I'm observing the mind, how my mind is observing the object, is there a separation between my mind and me and the object? Mm. For example, um, let's say uh, there's a car with a chocolate cake inside. I'm going to use desires and I'm observing that my mind is operating in a greed mode. Am I being greedy or am I being greedy? <laughs> so the the comments about um, uh, the distinction if there is one between the the experience and the experiencer or the experiencing, is that right? You know, so if we notice that there's greed present in the mind, uh, am, am I uh, being greedy or am I being greed? Is that the question? Yeah. Uh, whatever's happening is what's happening. <laughs> so it's, it's a little bit of getting into maybe too much thinking about it, too much analysis of what's happening. So at different times we may experience it in different ways. You know, it's, it's me, what we come to see is that me is just an experience that happens in the present moment. And that that sense of me can be very different at different times. So at times we may feel like I'm being greedy. You know, we, we might, through hearing the Dharma, we might not intellectually have that belief anymore. We've heard, oh, that there's no self and, you know, it's not really us, it's greedy. But in the moment, the feeling may be I'm greedy. I'm being greedy. That may be the, the visceral feel of it in the, in the moment. Or there may be other times when, when greed comes into the mind and there is just a seeing it of, oh, that's just the energy of greed that's come into the mind. There's not that same kind of identification with it. So it's not to come to some kind of conclusion about philosophically what's happening here, (laughs) but just to really see directly in the moment how how are we experiencing it. And it's through through being with that sense of self in whatever way it presents, as honestly as we can, that what's really going on will become clearer. Yeah, we can't really think our way to to that understanding. I hope that's satisfying. (laughs) Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on setting a timer? Oh, setting a timer here? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, having the schedule here, right? So the comments about using a timer to timer meditation. So the, you know, here for here, we ha- we have the structure. You know, we put the schedule up on the board, but then you guys also have unstructured time, and um, there's different ways that we can approach that. So if we set a timer then it's like we've made the commitment to just stick it out, you know, to, to see it through, and whatever comes up, we're going to hang in there until the timer goes off. But we could also approach it from, you know, it can be a very interesting exploration, especially during the less structured times here, to, for example, sit until there's some compelling reason to stop sitting. 
You know, it can be really interesting if you haven't tried it yet to try that experiment and see all the different things that come and then maybe go about reasons to get up, reasons to stay, then maybe some other reason comes and it goes until, you know, finally something comes. And it can be really interesting to see what it is. Something comes along that's compelling enough that makes us actually act on that intention to, to get up and go do something else. So it can be interesting to, to work it both ways. To try that out at home, of course, we've got um, most of us, uh, although maybe not all of us, most of us have things we have to get up and go do, so there are times when the the timer is just necessary in a practical sense. Yeah. Yeah, not to get too, like, heady about it, but my question sort of comments about uh, letting go of the the biographical overlay because we need that to function in the world (laughs) Um, seeing them or letting them go doesn't mean that they poof disappear (laughs) you know it's not like as we get become more and more it's not that as we grow in wisdom we forget who we are or we forget things that happened in our history or we forget what we're supposed to be doing when we go home from retreat (laughs) so you know those those transparent layers are still there 
but they just become more transparent instead of being so opaque and so glued to our experience. You know, they become lighter, more transparent so that we understand their true nature. That yes, those things are true in a certain way on a certain level, but they're also kind of optional. You know, we can, we can engage with them to the extent that it's helpful, to the, ha- the, the extent that it's useful, to the extent that it uh, furthers uh, awareness and compassion. But if there's things that are not helpful, that are not useful, that are not conducive to happiness, we can just let them be there but not hold on to them so tightly. So, you know, there, there can be this sense of that letting go somehow involves ceasing to be ourselves. <laughs> You know, we are here in a conventional sense. We have lives, we have bodies, we have histories, we have plans, we have all those things. And none of that changes as we grow in wisdom. Just the way that we relate to it changes. Yes? (laughs) Uh, Something new happened during this sitting. Uh, It seemed like my... Awareness just became much more acute, and I became aware, or there was awareness of this uh, vibration through the body. Nothing new about this. Uncomfortable, unpleasant, very much uh, an aversion, and. I saw this, or became aware too, of this sound. That it's a, it has a component in hearing. It's vibrational. It's sometimes uh, very strong, like leaning against your washing machine, <laughs> or maybe more subtle against your refrigerator, or just uh, sometimes sort of high pitched. And uh, this is what I run away from. And it seems to underlie uh, aversion, craving. Uh, There's something about this that uh, takes me out of the, the present. Well, this time I turned toward it. And investigating, and uh, asking, <laughs> so asking this vibratory phenomena to reveal itself. Uh, it didn't reveal itself. I mean, this has happened before. Fear has come up, personified. But it just started changing. And it's like the, the tone just came down a lot. And uh, I had had this it actually disappear 48 years ago. Briefly, the sound and the body stuff. And it really seems to me like you were talking about overlays. It's like a whole superstrata, or maybe it's a substrata, or whatever, but it's like the distraction of distractions. It's like an anti-genre. <laughs> uh, 
And when I had that experience, the lack of the experience was observable. And only then, when it went away, did I realize that I had it. Well, it's still there. But I think my relationship to it has now somehow changed. Hmm. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And yeah, so just the, the comment about, uh, you know, we can have these kind of persistent experiences in just in, in how we experience life, and it can take uh, quite some time. You know, the, the, it's the ones that are most ubiquitous sometimes, the, the experiences that are just there all the time or almost all the time that it's, it's the hardest to pick up on <laughs> because they're so integrated into, like, the background noise. And a number of you have been, been mentioning this in interviews, like, you know, we've been at this for however long we've been at this, and, like, some aspect of experience you know, for whatever reason, conditions are right, and it suddenly comes into focus, and we realize it's been there, you know, a long, long, long time. It can be kind of funny when we have these moments of, you know, opening up to, oh, like, how did I miss this all these years? Yet another one of the humili- many humiliations of, of our practice. Um, yeah, so it's good to remember that that, that can happen, and you know, anything that seems like it's really permanent and really solid, and it's just always been there, it's always going to be there. Don't believe it. <laughs> Don't believe it. So a couple of other announcements today. Um, we have another uh, unscheduled afternoon of practice for you today. So uh, for a lot of us, even though we're, we're getting closer to the end of the retreat, thoughts about leaving may start creeping in, but still there's, there's a lot of momentum to your practice at this point, even if it doesn't feel like it. You guys are really in the, the sweet spot in the retreat right now. So we wanted to give you another afternoon to just really be quiet, Follow your own rhythm, follow the wisdom of your practice. And, you know, we don't, as, as those thoughts and feelings about coming out of retreat start to come in, we also don't need to resist those. We can just be, practice with those as well. It's really helpful to, to allow those to, and to bring them into our practice in just the same way. They're not really distractions. They're just the next phase of the retreat. Um, Steve is also not going to be guiding the standing meditation this evening, um, but feel free to come and do the standing together as a group. And um, you'll notice a little later today after lunch, I think, that um, the three of us are going to put up some sign-up sheets for individual interviews for tomorrow morning. Um, and there's just due to time constraints, there's only enough of, this, of those for us to see maybe about a quarter of you. So we'd like to ask you to be a little discerning uh, in choosing to to sign up for those interviews. The intention with those is that they're a chance to um, bring a question or share an experience here that is kind of too personal or too touchy for us to feel comfortable bringing it up in the group, or maybe it's it's content that's not appropriate to bring up in the larger group. So it's a chance to to check in specifically about a question or an experience that you want to be able to uh, process just privately. So it's not, um, as much as we would like to do it, it's not a chance for just kind of like a farewell chat, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Or again, if, if you have questions about taking the practice home, those are better brought in the afternoon. It's actually one of the ways that we support each other in the practice is by bringing those questions because we all have you know, very much the same kinds of questions about integrating the practice uh, outside of retreat. So by sharing those in the larger group, then everybody has a chance to, 
to hear uh, what's said about that. And if you're, um, you know, if you're kind of a shy person and you're not really comfortable speaking up in, in this big group with your question, then uh, feel free to write, a, write it out on a note and leave it for us, and we'll answer it uh, anonymously in the hall tomorrow afternoon. Um, but then, it, so again, to only to bring those questions about taking the practice home to, to a sign-up interview, again, if there's something very personal not, or not really appropriate to share in the, the large group. Uh, and hopefully this is obvious, but if you do sign up for uh, an individual interview, please only take one slot. <laughs> so don't, don't sign up to ask Easter us the same question. <laughs> and um, if you've already had a, a private interview with one of us, then you, know, you might want to consider uh, practicing some generosity and leaving those, uh, those slots for other people that haven't had a chance to do that yet. Are there any questions about that? Okay, so please uh, enjoy this last full day of practice, make the most of it, and uh, look and see what's good that's going on in you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.